This is the Tone Control, episode 00008, but who cares what we think? Coming to you from the clown college in my basement, it's the Tone Control. you with it (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) oh i did not expect that at all (laughs) okay i feel pretty good about that check it out i got the hang tags for my sweet chair (laughs) it's like it came with case candy (laughs) (laughs) case candy yeah is that a sweet water joke or do oh, I not get candy? the reference? No, case candy is like the stuff that comes in your guitar case when you buy a new guitar. Like the oh, hang tags. Oh, goodies. And the, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, your tremolo arm, if you have one, stickers usually. Uh, just the usual <laughs> junk, you know. So the tremolo arm counts as, as uh, candy? That's not part of the guitar that you bought? Uh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I would consider that not bonus. Well, I know like when, when buying, um, yeah, I know when buying, uh, like really old gear, like vintage gear, if you have all the original case candy, that's a big selling point. Yeah. Same, oh, especially okay, the original collectible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The original hang tags when it was in the shop mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So yeah, I got the hang tag for my, my chair. Cool. <laughs> all right. There. Well, check it out. This is the tone control. I'm Justin Newton. I'm Derek Heideman. So today we've got the usual news, and we actually have an email question, don't we? We do. All right. Well, I'd say, what do you want to hit first? But I don't care what you think. We're doing the news. Oh. <laughs> is that so? <laughs> Make it so. Make it so. What do we got first? The Fender Vaporizer. What the mm-hmm. heck? Get vaporized, I think, is their marketing uh, approach for this. So this looks like it belongs in this set of amps they're putting out that are, I guess, inspired by old hot rods? Yeah, something like that. It's part of the uh, Pawn Shop series. I guess they've got now That's a, what it's uh, called. An, an amp in the Pawn Shop line, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. The pawn sh- I'm, I'm interested in the Pawn Shop guitars and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few little combo amps from them like this that are kind of like in a, the speaker uh, grill is in a funny shape and it's right, like, like a pastel Excelsior. or a, a wood finish instead of um, just normal black Tolex or something. Right. I, they did like the Excelsior and the Greta a few years ago. I think this mm-hmm. is just expanding on that idea. So it's a 12 watt 210 um, oh. little combo. Pretty neat. I think um, the grill is like in a bow tie shape, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this one we're looking at is in uh, seafoam green, surf green. Sorry, 
It also comes in also comes in rocket red and slate blue, which is you know that's so that's slate, a cool thing. Slate blue got the the uh, shitty end of the color naming deal. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's um, the it's, serious one. Right, it's it's the more you know you want to have a fun amp, but not too fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so twelve watts by twelve watts out of EL eighty fours. Yep, sounds about right. Yes, and it's got um, some cool stuff about it that kind of makes it different than just a typical 210. Uh, The spring reverb is independent of the amp volume, which means you can get 100% reverb and no dry through the speaker. Oh, so you turn your master volume all the way, or I guess your your channel volume volume all the way down, and the reverb up, and you'll still have signal bleeding into the reverb. Right. So when you've got that at a hundred percent, it's just like totally like sixties mm. surf rock to the max. It's wow. <laughs> very cool. I don't know how useful it is or if it's just like a gimmicky thing, but it's more like a, a blend of the two, you know, quote unquote channels, the reverb right. channel and your main channel, Yeah, which is neat. Kind of a cool concept. 210. I, I feel like I prefer 12 inch speakers on guitars, but you know, there are occasions where a, an odd, combo with a with a little speaker or like you know the original champs or something like that have their own tone to them like it isn't going to be for everybody but it works for the amp itself and a 210 i don't know if i've ever heard a 210 yeah i mean we have a link to the demo that fender put out which is kind of really funny um Mm -hmm. uh, in the show notes and it's it sounds great i mean he plays a telly through it's got a lot of twang a lot of snap Mm -hmm. um the other thing it's got this vaporizer mode when i don't know if that came first or the name of the amp came first but Mm -hmm. who cares uh it's a foot switchable uh mode i guess it bypasses the volume and tone so you just go completely 100 percent rock so just (laughs) wide open it is just just an amplifier Wow. Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And, so, uh, I mean, 12 watt 210, I bet this thing gets really loud. And I'm sh- not really sure how useful hmm. in a lot of situations that that volume is going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a foot switch, anyway. Oh, that's right. Putting it into vaporizer mode. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely. So, you could go into an external speaker, too, I guess, and get different tones out of vaporizer mode that way. Um. Well, you know, it's it's a it's an amp that was designed and prototyped, and I'm sure they voiced it so that the vaporizer at least has something cool about it. You know, right. at least does its own thing very well. So, an interesting trick if it's your only one. Even if it's your only one, did did those words come out? Uh, I an interesting trick, even if it's your only one. I get it. I know what you're saying. Okay. I didn't think it was weird until you thought it was weird. I thought I said the wrong <laughs> words. I don't remember what I. I got to play back the tape. I thought I said, like, I don't know what I stumbled on, but anyway. Sounds cool. The vaporizer yeah. is MSRP $549.99. Could be a cool combo for some uh, some surfer. Yeah, so I'm guessing street price $479-ish. Mm. Yeah. Somebody ought to be you able know. to beat that. Yeah, that's, that's a good price, though, I think. I mean, it's yeah. a cool little thing to have around. It's not too expensive. Probably loud mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. Probably loud, not a lot of low end, but what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Hey, what's next? Ernie Paul. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take two. (sighs) 
You know, at the end of the year, we have to have like a bloopers episode. That's just oh. all of our like. Ah, la, la. Oh, but that means like. Uh, oh, you delete them all. No, I, uh. I, I don't. I don't keep the. Uh, I don't keep the editing sessions after the episodes are finished. I just roll them over. Um, okay, so we can just fake I it. Could, well, and... I could just go through the. We can go through the episodes themselves. That's cut true. things yeah. out of the MP3s. That's fine. <laughs> um, Try I'm again. Do that again, Ernie Ball. MVP. Most valuable pedal. Most valuable pedal. Uh, it's a, where's my notes? It's a VP junior sized uh, volume pedal, basically. It's, mm-hmm. this, you know, your standard looking volume pedal. Uh, input, output, tuner, output, usual stuff. But it's not passive like they have been in the past. It's in, it takes a 9 volt power uh-huh. and has a minimum volume knob and a gain knob on the front. Like in, near the toe. So you can add add gain to your signal as well as right. make the heel position not silent. Anywhere right. so, anywhere up to 50% level, it says. Right, exactly. So, which is neat. Um, my volume pedal, I have no idea how old it is, but it is an Ernie Ball, mm. has a pot on the side of it that lets me adjust uh, the curve, basically. Right, how, how logarithmic or not it is. Right. Um, and as a result, it kind of changes the minimum volume a little bit. Because there's there'll uh, be a wider section at the bottom that you can land in. Right, for your, exactly. For your, like, quiet tone. Yeah. Um, I kind of fiddle with it every now and then. It, it's kind of a cool thing to to check out. But mm. I like this idea, because I know, like, your volume pedal, you've screwed an amp foot into the bottom, so you can't go down to mute. Right, I put a physical stopper in the way, and then eventually I just ditched the whole thing for my little switchable volume changer. Oh, that's right, yeah. Rather than a, <laughs> a an expression pedal type thing, right? Um, because, I still prefer the expression just out of the, the yeah. swell capability, right? The but, sweepable capability of it. Um, so the built-in boost circuits help helps you go from heel down cleans to toe down lead, mm-hmm. as you'd expect. Um, and the boost is up to 20 dB of gain, which is pretty cool. Um, Guitar Noise has a demo of this. It's It works just like you think it would. I, I think it's really cool. Earcraft has one. I'd be interested in trying it out. I mean... Yeah, this would be very cool for um, for a single channel kind of guy who... Um, or gal, excuse me. I'm not usually like that. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who wants to, you know, set their, set their amp at a nice gainy tone... And then use a volume reduction as your clean tone, which is how I like to play my amp. But this would let you throw your amp into a boost uh, to begin with, which would, could be very, very useful. Because amps get noisier as they get louder, too. So that's one thing you're you're doing if you're trying to go single channel mode with your amplifier is you're adding a lot of noise. And this way, you don't have to be quite as loud. You can throw some boost on with this pedal for your lead tones. I think it's a good idea. Right. And and like the way I would use it, I think I use a distortion pedal, you know, for lead, like rhythm, I guess the like quote lead rhythm, I guess. I don't know. And then <laughs> the the clean amp as my clean tone. So right. I would probably use it as 100% is my standard uh, rock, you know, tone, mm-hmm. rhythm tone. And then the minimum volume setting I would set as just like a medium gain crunch, which I use a lot too. Sure. So I'd have like three levels of three stages of loudness, basically um, clean, like a kind of crispy, fizzy, medium gain thing, and then right. the full blown hundred percent. Right. This this pedal would go before your distortion pedal, 
which right. is sort of serving as the boost channel on your amp. Yeah, still very useful in that case as well. Sets you up with three sounds instead of two. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ernie Paul. <laughs> is that one worth writing down yeah if i could even spell like <laughs> i don't know how to spell it is it p-a-l-l or yeah, is it I think p-a-u-l it is. i think it's p-a-l-l i mean it's right, obviously re- what you said whether it's right or not <laughs> anyway okay moving on earthquaker devices dispatch yeah. master Hey, how far are you from Akron, Ohio? Uh, probably within a state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never uh, been to Akron. I don't know. You want me to look uh, that up? Is this, a, is no, this I only an important Earthquaker line of questioning? De- Earthquaker Devices is in Akron. And they're, oh, they're, they're built and all their pedals are built right there in Akron. So that's hmm. the only reason I ask. Uh, the Dispatch Master. That's hard to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a delay in reverb pedal in like a single standard stomp box size cool i'm surprised more people don't do this maybe maybe we're gonna see it coming out at nam this year i think a a delay that has a little bit of reverb soak on it is always a good idea yeah so this is really cool it's um earthquaker makes awesome pedals in the first place so you you just know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's gonna Mm -hmm. be good uh it's a warm voiced digital delay so it's it's digital but it doesn't just have an exact cloned repeat it's good they kind of warm it up with a little bass a little bit um up to one and a half seconds but the cool thing or i guess might not be cool for you is this will not self-oscillate i think that's kind of neat because you can just let the uh let the reverb kind of get in there in between and if it would self-oscillate it would just be totally out of control mm-hmm. a little too quickly i think yeah okay so this is like you can get a lot of like dwell to it right kind of filling up in between your notes without worrying about it feeding back on itself the the goal is to add a controllable texture on top of reverb basically mm-hmm. Um, it sounds really cool, though. So it's a 9-volt DC, true bypass, analog, dry-through, uh, pretty standard stuff for a company like Earthquaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use either side of the pedal, either the, the delay or the reverb, independently. And you kind of blend one in or one out and, and get yeah. what you want. So it can be just all reverb, it can be just all delay, you can have a, cool. or a really, really awesome mix of both. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to use a subtle delay with some reverb to really nice effect. Whereas if you're mm-hmm. going to use a lot of heavy delay, the reverb is really going to cloud it up quickly. So unless that's what you want, it's not very useful that way. For for somebody that's using a subtle delay effect, not something that's ping-ponging where you're actually playing the delay. Do you, do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's kind of filling in underneath. Yeah, something that's just adding some some texture and other noise to the part you're playing. It says here, the reverb is massive and sure to please those who love our ghost echo. Now, I've heard that pedal because uh, my dad got that pedal when he was looking for a reverb. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So the reverb will sort of change speed. If you're playing quickly, it'll have a shorter decay time. And if you're playing longer legato notes, it'll spread out more. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, has a little bit of a mind Strymon, of its own. The new Strymon uh, Big Sky, it's called, does That's, that. Well, yeah, we, talked we covered about that on the show, ago. yeah. Yeah, it, they call it pre-delay. Pre-delay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It, okay. It's the that's delay, not what that the means delay. in the studio, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> it's, it's the delay, uh, the time between your 
pig attack and the affected signal. Right. Okay. Well, that is actually what it means in the studio. They just call it. So if you increase the pre-delay, you're increasing the time in between. Yeah. So looks like uh, Earthquaker calls it attack. Same idea, basically, though. That's a cool okay. thing. I, I didn't yeah, know they it, had this. It, it kind of just gently responds to what you're doing. It's definitely a pedal that is, it adds a lot of noise to your signal, especially if you turn the reverb up a lot. They're, the hmm. analog chips that they're using to make the reverb are noisy little suckers. And <laughs> it's a cool sound, but if you're going to turn that up, expect a lot of noise, um, which is something that we noticed. But uh, but it does, it kind of responds to what you're playing in this very um, unusual way. Well, it's unusual in the fact that it's responding at all, but what it's doing right. um, is fairly musical. I like it. Not that cool. this pedal does that, that we're talking about here. The Dispatch Master doesn't appear to do that same thing, but um, but again, it's um, it's a different kind of take on a reverb. I see this as a reverb pedal where you can have some delays in it. Would you think of it the other way? Um, I think you can think of it uh, equally both ways. That's I wasn't the thing. asking it's, your permission. I was asking what you think. <laughs> okay. Um, I I don't know. I guess I'd have to try it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the demo I saw, we have a link to the Pro Guitar Shop demo. They kind of use it more as a delay with reverb, but it's mm-hmm. the, once you get to the end of it, it's pretty clear that it's one. Or, it's either one or both. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So one other cool thing is that if there's no delay in the mix, if you've got your delay all the way off and it's just a reverb pedal, the delay repeat knob changes its function um, mm-hmm. and modifies reverb thickness, decay, and overall nature, as they call it. So wow, I think that that would just kind of have to be something you try out to figure yeah. out exactly what that means. <laughs> sure. But um, <laughs> kind of neat, though. Cool. And it's 185 bucks. Is this a, is this a store we're looking? Oh, this is direct from Earthquaker. So that's not right. an MSRP. That's actual sale price. Right. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Fair price for, you know, a pedal from a designer like Earthquaker. Right. And everything they make is yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that thing, the Arpanoid from them? I have not. Tell me it's about like the Arpanoid. Really, the Arpanoid, it's, I can't even like say it. It's, <laughs> it's um a totally weird arpeggiator. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me pull it up. I don't even really okay. know what they call it. it. It's like a yeah. So it's got uh, eight modes, and like mode one is major, minus one octave to root. Mode two is root to plus one octave. Mode okay, three is, and this is where you know, where the arpeggiator sweeps through. Right. And there's eight different um, options, and the eighth option is random. <laughs> uh, actually, the fourth so, and eight options are both random. Oh, okay, yeah. So two different yeah. randoms. Oh, it's major, major random and minor random. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Yep. Yep. Oh, neat. Wow. It's pretty, pretty wacky. Um. <laughs> I bet I would have a ball with this thing. Yeah, it's really great if you're if you want to make uh, video game soundtracks. <laughs> yes. I yeah, I bet I would love playing um, playing random studio junk through this. Mm-hmm like drums oh my god oh man that would be awesome <laughs> gotta get me one of these a friend uh of mine has one of these a guy i know from high school mm. very interesting we should link to that too yeah arpanoid we're putting it on here even though it isn't a new release it's, we didn't even plan on talking about this it. is just we're we're flying off of our whole plan here you don't know what's gonna happen see what you do to us the show's man. crazy 
Unpredictable. Totally unpredictable. Wow. Well, the Arpanoid is uh, going for two twenty-five. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. Well, get what you pay for in this world. But it's the best at what it does. So. Yes, and and it's great, and at, at what it does because it's the best. <laughs> I gotta cut all this out. <sighs> oh wait. What's if happening? Hang uh, on. If you're cutting stuff out. Right. <laughs> what have you got there? Are you ready for our next news segment? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this thing? I've had this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The uh Yucatar or something? It's a it's a get to lele. Get to lele. <laughs> I knew it was some kind of combination like that. It's a six string ukulele tuned up to A standard. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Why was I going to cut that out? That was beautiful. This is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's our next thing? New Fender Selects for 2014 slash 60th anniversary models. So, Fender's F- releasing tons of stuff. Fender Selects is this like a is this like sort of a Deluxe edition, except it's another. They they threw some different options, and they couldn't call it deluxe again, so they call it something um, else. Yeah, the select line came out, I think, in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the super pro. Yeah, it's basically like deluxe models, but with all the really fine appointments. Mm-hmm. You know, flame maple, the really nice finishes, the gold hardware, cool. a bunch of other cool stuff. They're very, very nice. Um, a little more like look at that beautiful guitar rather than like a rock machine, you know, it yeah. depends on how you, how you want to think about it. So as I'm but, looking um, at them, they have, they do have uh, some bells and whistles to them. It seems like the uh, Stratocaster HSS Fender Fishman triple play. So this has got, so vintage I, noiseless single <laughs> coils. It looks like a, a, a humbucker at the bridge and then a MIDI pickup. Yeah, it's got a Seymour Duncan. It's a Pearly Gates. That is a great pickup. Mm, that sounds heavenly. So the controls, master volume, MIDI volume, headphone volume, triple play D-pad control on pick guard, triple play module controls, power sync, charging port on back plate. So this guitar is like, you know, welcome it has a MIDI to the future. In it. Right. And the, this thing you're looking at on the pick guard, which... I can't quite figure out what it is I'm seeing. It's apparently a D-pad, up, down, left, right, to hop through different sounds, I guess. Um, yeah, and so you got this little MIDI pickup sort of squeezed between the bridge and the bridge pickup. Hmm. Which is not not an uncommon thing. I mean, you've seen that Roland and Fender did like a partner guitar years yeah. ago, and it had something similar. Um, sure. That's a wild toy. It's something else. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at this thing. It's and totally. It's, it's basically wacky. we're building this on top of the American standard platform. Is that what we're talking about? As far as quality uh, yeah, this of build, one, this one, I, the Fender Fishman Triple Play Stratocaster HSS <laughs> is, um, yeah, I think the American or the American Deluxe line. Okay. Um, it's 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 going to be a great guitar either way. If you don't use any of that, it's still going to be an awesome guitar. Right. Right. MSRP fourteen hundred ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> that's yeah. you know that's a there's a lot of bells and whistles in it for that price right that's yeah pretty good what's the next yeah. one 
Um, I have here Fender Select Strat HSS again, mm-hmm. Exotic Maple Flame. Is that what mm. you're looking at? Yep, this is a beautiful one. So this is a solid rosewood necked Strat. Mm-hmm. So let's just let that settle for a sec. <laughs> We've got Flame Maple showing through kind of a, what would you call this? Like the tobacco kind of color? No, uh, Isn't well, they that... probably call it something weird like Violin Burst. Oh, Bing Cherry Transparent. Oh, whatever Lord. it's it's kind of reddish you know it's a yeah. uh, on the cherry sunburst side of things mm-hmm. uh like a bird's eye maple fingerboard channel bound into a solid rosewood neck yeah so you've it got a dark kind crazy. of you got a dark kind of binding ribbon around a very very light the bird's eye maple fretboard is very cool i had a mm-hmm. my first telecaster had a bird's eye maple neck and it um the frets popped on it and it went bad but it was really pretty it's this thing is gorgeous. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the contrast between the fingerboard and the back of the neck. It's it's dark. It's rosewood, you know. So right. Yeah, it looks odd to see a fender with such a dark headstock, but that's very cool. Right. Uh, that doesn't match the body. Right. Right. That's yeah. yeah. That's true. Because you, you black you you can see a black headstock or something. But right. So it's still an older body, but it's got a AAA flamed maple top, which is really okay. cool. It mm-hmm. looks good. Um, what did I say? Uh, channel bound fingerboard. They're doing that a lot across like the custom shop and the, um, uh, select line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an alternative to binding. So they're just using the wood as quote unquote right. binding. They're, they're cutting a channel and inlaying the fretboard. Right. Pretty neat. And it's got uh, compound radius and locking tuners as many of the modern day fenders too. So yeah, pretty cool. Really, really just, uh, tons of bells and whistles. It'd be a guitar you're afraid to scratch. Oh, totally. Yeah, this would not see many gigs if I had one. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, they've got a standard, uh, you know, three single coil, uh, another flame top, more more of a traditional Strat maple neck Mm -hmm. uh, rosewood fingerboard, still channel bound. It's just kind of the inverse. Looks great. Kind of just still an updated version of the older select models. Is this a quilt? Yeah, it's a quilt top instead of a flame top. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they with the, are, yeah, um, like you say, with the mirrored neck. Right. And color-wise. still compound radius, locking tuners, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are $3,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, MSRP. Yeah. So, so find them still. in stores for less than that, hopefully. <laughs> for a little less, yeah. Yeah. But I bet they're, they're great. They get a lot of special attention from mm-hmm. the factory. Yeah. So uh, now, slash... uh 60th anniversary models it's fender's 60th anniversary year hey happy birthday fender sort of except what so what what? day would it be um that's a good question somewhere some some super fender nerds got the answer to that okay okay surprised i don't well whatever (laughs) yeah what are you doing here Sorry, not that, running a guitar podcast very well, that, apparently. That a little harsh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what year Fender started. You don't know what day Fender started. Yeah. What was wrong with you? It was 60 years ago. <laughs> what serial numbers were used in, in 1968, Ugh. nerd? Anyway, they've got a lot of uh, anniversary models this year. Usually they do like one or two. They got a bunch. Uh, so they've got an original 1954 Strat. Uh, like reissue obviously, but all 
vintage original spec. Okay. They just pulled out the plans, started making strats like exactly like they did in 54, hmm. which I think is kind of cool. Usually they've had some like, oh, it's a strat, but we added locking tuners. It's a 54, but we added, you know, a different tremolo block or something, some little modern appointment. Right. These are all just totally original spec. Cool. Which is kind of cool. Classic player 50 strat. Um, it's just like the 54, but it's got a few of those modern touches, which is kind of what they've done in years past. Mm-hmm. The commemorative strat is the official 60th anniversary model. It's got, you know, all kinds of, it's a big celebration model. The neck plate says 60 years, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It'll be a collector's um, item in 60 years from now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Squire is also releasing a classic vibe 50s strat kind of alongside these. I'm sure it's similar to the classic player 50s, but it comes in some different finishes, which is neat. Um, I've heard those classic vibe models are actually pretty good considering they're Squires. Cool. Always they're, good they're to kind have of a, a range. They're a really good, good platform for if you're into modding your guitar, really just want to dig in deep with them. Those are a good place to start. I hear. Right. Starting from a platform that you can change. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, the one we mentioned earlier, the Fishman, uh, Fender partnership, D pad, whatever doohickey, um, is part of the, uh, strat future line. So mm-hmm. that also includes a deluxe strat, uh, plus top, which is like a flame maple top HSS configuration right. with iOS connectivity. Huh? Qua? I have no idea what that actually means. So hmm. uh, these are not available yet. They're coming out in the spring. So I'm sure some more details are going to be, you know, announced at that time in March, which I bet, I bet we'll, uh, we'll be on that, but yeah, tons of guitars for, you know, the big 60 year. Wow. Yes. Neat stuff. Sorry. I'm just clicking through a little bit. Pretty. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't like gold hardware. I rarely do. I like it on black Les Pauls. Hmm. Yeah, but. you heard it here first. I don't like gold <laughs> hardware. Sorry. Tube Depot. What'd they do? Tube Depot's got a new website, and it's nice. It's it's better than their old one, and yeah. they're the best, and you should buy everything from them. Yeah, good place to get tubes. Nice folk. Got lots and it's of a stuff. really good, um, good knowledge base, too. Yeah, yeah. They'll, and they have... I mean, they have lots of videos showing you how to do, you know, common tasks that you might need to do. And maybe you've always uh, wondered what what it means to have microphonic tubes or what you should do if you have them. Maybe you're wondering or if you have them. how tubes even work. <laughs> how, do, how do that tubes work? <laughs> how do tube? <laughs> <laughs> well... They can probably explain it to you, and they'll be happy to um, get you a new set of tubes for your amp with the worn-out tubes for a pretty reasonable rate. And and they've even got, you know, they've they've got a lot of info about how to choose tubes. Maybe you want to change to a different type or, you know, wondering how it might affect your tone. And hopefully they'll give you the info you need so that you don't have to be flying around in the dark dropping, you know between 12 and $30 on a tube just to find out you don't really like it very much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's all my note says they're smart and have everything. So yeah, that's all there is to it. Okay. Tubedepot.com. I'll just edit out the rest. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> very um, very so good. 
did we skip over the JHS thing? Did you want to go back for that or no? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I closed that because the YouTube. It's was a video. Yeah, acting funny. We don't, at me. we don't really have to. I'm, I'm after watching the thing earlier today. I'm kind of like, oh, it's a cool guitar preamp pedal, and yeah, honestly, um, it's. It's going on. Well, whatever. We can put this in. Let's just put it in for a second. So, what's the name of the thing? JHS Pedals has released the color box. Uh, it's actually coming out at NAM, which is this week, next week, this week. Yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> I feel comfortable <laughs> saying yes to that. Uh, so the color box is a pedal that has a uh, an analog console analog recording console style preamp in it. And it's modeled after a famous audio console and um, they made it into a guitar pedal. So in a sense, it's kind of a cool preamp for your guitar pedal. And they're, they're pretty excited about how much it sounds like this console. And they even demoed it with uh, a being it against the console itself. So they put the guitar direct in and then through the pedal and they overdrive both of them a little bit and just swap back and forth and i you know it's very very close i don't think it sounds very good to overdrive a guitar directly (laughs) into the board you know he's very proud of the fact that like the beatles used to do this on their records and i guess it was novel then but i don't think it sounds very good so i don't know what the point of that is um it it warms up your tone a little bit and it can even overdrive your tone it's very um it's very transistory when it overdrives. So it's a very specific kind of overdrive. And uh, what's the price tag on that? Uh, not sure. It's not out yet. Oh, oh I'm okay. sure we'll, we're going to find out this week or next week, probably. Um, okay. I guess we were um, just so assuming, but it must, it's probably hundreds it's of gotta dollars. Be, it's gotta be knowing JHS. I'm going to guess 450. Yeah. I mean, or and it's higher. got a, it's got a very cool, was it Lundahl transformer in it? The, yes. the one that's yep. actually used in that particular recording console that they're modeling. Um, and I mean, that part is probably worth between one and $200. So no right. surprises that if the price turns out to be what we think it's going to be, but um, I don't know. Doesn't seem that <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to be flying off the shelves to me. It's yeah. It's a pretty um, specialized market i think but all that being said i thought it sounded awesome straight into a guitar amp sure as like a regular guitar pedal it sounded like a really nice kind of overdrive it it, it does a lot of stuff i think it sounds really cool it's a um, thick sounding analog boost right and you can use it on um guitar bass keys they say you can even use it on vocals it's got an xlr out so you can di bass with it Mm -hmm. it's neat i mean check it out it's um Oh, what else is cool is it runs 18 volts, so oh. uh, and it converts it in the pedal, so you can hook it up to a 9-volt And it'll thing, step up. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, thinking of it as, as a bass guitar preamp for somebody and then being able to take your DI out so you could go around playing shows and, and use this as a very nice-sounding DI, um, that's cool. I mean, it's just not... I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, it, I think the... Um, the selling point and the hype about it is all based around, Oh, we modeled this cool console. So I don't know that that doesn't um, quite do it for me by itself, but it's, it's cool. That's what I think. It's cool, man. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. If you're into that, (laughs) it's 
funny if you're into that. It's just a very specific that that you got to be into. Right. So in, unless you're expecting no. it to do almost nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. I keep, I keep saying that I'm going to do it quick and then I keep <laughs> saying more about it. Anyway, what, what the next thing? What the next? <laughs> um, TC electronic, uh, are, you know, our, our pals. <laughs> Let me do that again. They're like, uh, you know, making their stuff and selling it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this again. Okay, <laughs> back up. TC Electronic, as we talk about them all the time, uh, has released the Ditto X2 Looper. Cool. So the Ditto Looper came out. Uh, I should probably know the answer to that <laughs> before I oh, start saying a, it. It was a couple it's of been years out for, ago. Uh, yeah, it's a little teeny weeny looper pedal it's got one switch and a loop level knob and through various uh, like foot commands you know double tap tap and hold that sort of stuff mm. uh you change whether it uh undo redo function or whether it uh stops deletes that sort of stuff yeah so, so do your little the, loops uh, and play along with yourself yeah you know what i'm talking I've seen about them. <laughs> <laughs> um i've seen them on a lot of boards and i'm kind of yeah surprised a lot so many people want looping i think it's something like it's a feature that is often in uh, in as a included as a feature in complicated pedals that are big and expensive and maybe you don't need all those features or maybe you have those features in another pedal and you just want to add a little loop function and this Mm -hmm. is it's just a simple way to hit that one thing definitely yeah, that's. I mean, I just the other day I was like, maybe I should actually look into this and see if it's something I would want for my my little home setup here. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then this X two came out. So uh, the thing about this is it's a little more than twice as big. I would say it's got two foot switches and a lot of cool stuff that people have been asking for. Um, it functions just like the original, but the extra switch gives you the option for half speed um, or reverse which my flashback X4 cannot do. And it the looks like it says, it says stop do. too. Right. Or it can do full stop on the loop. So instead of like uh, ending when the loop ends, you can just cut it off. Oh, okay. Right away. Gotcha. Uh, it still contains five minutes of loop time, which is totally awesome. Wow. Unlimited overdubs, true bypass, stereo in and out, dual battery compartment means you can just run on battery twice as long. Huh. If this is if you're just like a you know single guitarist and and you only have this, that, Ooh, that's right. pretty cool. Because people who do looping often just have the the looping pedal, like that's their game. Right. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. And here's something awesome: it stores the loops while the pedal is powered off, which the previous Ditto could not do, wow. and my Flashback cannot do. Yeah, so that's cool. Hmm. Uh, it's got a USB port um, and allows you to upload backing tracks, so you can jam with you know, drum loops if you want, so or you, you can program a loop into it via the USB port rather than playing right. it into it through the guitar cable. Mm-hmm. And, and that means it doesn't have to be guitar sounds that you're, right. you're playing along with. So, or the other way around, you can record a loop and then dump it into your computer. Hmm. That's cool. I think. Yeah. I'm into that. This is neat. Cause I mean, I, I know whenever I, you know, fiddle around with the looper on my flashback, I'll end up coming up with something and I just have to record it quick on my phone. Yeah. And then that's kind of it. 
because right. you know you just uh, I know a lot of people kind of jam on a thing and then add a little more and then add little bits and pieces and it ends up being like way bigger than you expected or just like way more than you were originally thinking. Mm-hmm. This is a cool way to really keep track of that stuff for yourself, I think. Huh. Uh, and it's out in early March. MSRP 179. Not bad. Wow. Yeah, I would expect it to be more like 200. So I'm I'm guessing street price 150. Yeah. TC continues to make uh high quality pedals with uh, a lot of features and keeping their price points really reasonable. Cool. Absolutely. A good place to go for digital pedals. Um that's right, not today a joke. <laughs> you were pausing for me to put the canned applause in, I think. So I just wanted to clear that up. What were you about to say? <laughs> I was gonna say today is Sean's birthday. Even though he doesn't listen to this podcast. Happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> Sean's a drummer. Sean's uh, Sean's uh, Sean's my drummer. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to have birthdays too. I'll tell him to listen. You should edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be right. a dick move. Mm-hmm. All right. So the question, here we go. So this email question, we actually got an email question, which I feel like we should have gotten many of these by now, but for some reason we did not. Clearly our listeners are, uh, B dropping the ball, but a not there. <laughs> we just don't have any absent from existence so yeah. yeah we got this uh we got this question um sent to us uh, by our buddy abe from uh east is east he writes hey guys hey abe what's up <laughs> hey man uh for the longest time i've been using a radial tone bone plexi tube for my distortion pedal it's a tube pedal which has two channels one i use for lead and it even has its own effects loop uh, which I use to include a boss delay. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been debating changing my setup so that I can incorporate using my amps distortion, a carbon legacy for better tone. Uh, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed the setup for a long time because I only need two cables, one into my board, one out, which is how I run my board. And I definitely yeah. agree with his simplicity. Uh, so the new setup would go like this volume pedal, electroharmonics, double muff, uh, Morley, Bad Horsey Wah, Ibanez Tube Screamer, right into the front of the amp. Then in the effects chain would be an MXR Phase 90, a new X Mod Force, which I had never heard of until today. Wow, what is that? It, it looks like it, it's like a multi-effect uh, mod pedal, so it does like choruses and flangers and oh, okay. that sort it's of like stuff. It's like a digital kind of job? Yeah, it looks um, looks really Really sweet. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, uh, and then after, out of that into a Digitech flanger, a Digitech delay, a Line 6 DL4, which used to be mine. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a boost pedal. He says he's not sure where to place this in the chain. Um, and that that's kind of that's hmm. the question. So he says, I think you've heard and seen my current setup. What are your thoughts on going this direction? Hopefully it's not too complicated. Uh, I have seen Abe set up. It is, it's just a board. It's a big board. And um, like you said, he goes in one side, out the other, yeah. in front of the amp, which is, for simplicity's sake, the way to go. Yeah. 
So what so, what are your do you want me to go or what are your thoughts about this? Well, okay. I wrote him back and I, I explained that I don't know a ton about effects loops. Um I have one in my amp and I don't use it just because I I years ago tried out a few things in in the loop and then out of the loop and I like them out of the loop. Yeah. Uh, I know generally people put in time-based effects in there, whether they're reverbs or uh, delays, choruses, flangers, phasers, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which makes me question the boost. I don't know if a boost pedal really belongs in an effects loop. Absolutely not. I didn't think it would really get the effect he was going for. And I asked him uh, how he was using the boost, and he says he wants it for sheer volume increase. A little bit of saturation, sure, but it's just to be louder. Okay. Well, in that in that case, if he just wants it to be louder, then I guess in the effects loop might be the place for it. The thing about an effects loop in an amp is it's usually after the preamp section right. of the amplifier. Um, some amps are switchable, like you can change your effects loop to be pre or post. I believe he said he's got a switch to pull the effects loop out of the chain so he can turn the loop on or off. I don't know if he can do okay. pre or post. Well, that, okay. So we'll, we'll assume it's, it's post because that's the way they traditionally are mostly because it, it's a, it's a feature that very few people would really use having a pre having a, an effects loop that's pre amplifier because that's the same as having it that's before a pedal the board. amp. Yeah, that's exactly right. a pedal board. And, um, most things are probably going to sound better. Most of the stuff he's talking about is probably going to sound better before the amp anyway, um, because you're letting your effects be saturated a little bit by your preamp and letting them be affected by the tone control of your preamp too, rather than the tone setting, you know, the tone stack in your amp affecting your guitar signal, which go, you know, feeds these effects in the loop. But then it it makes your tone stack less effective. I kind of would want my tone stack to be affecting all of the signal that I'm sending into the amp. It, right. it probably depends. Like there's probably some exceptions to that, but generally, uh, except for things like you're saying, things that are really time-based like delays and stuff can sometimes go in a, in an effects loop and be fine, but there's probably nothing wrong with sticking it before the effects loop. You're probably not going to notice any problem with it or really any so, benefit to the effects loop. Right. When I, when I experimented with this on my amp a long time ago, stuff like delay, I noticed sounded different, not better, not worse. Mm -hmm. It was, it was definitely a different sound. It sounded more like, uh, how would you put it? It was kind of like, I still had my dry signal almost. And like, the the repeats on the delay were just not as intense. They were just not as in front. Right. Well, they're so, they're skipping yeah. the preamp. You know, they're happening right. after the preamp, and so they're not getting a lot of the juice that your amp is giving your signal is not happening to those. Mm -hmm. Only the second half of that juice, um, and that can be important. And I, I would guess for Abe's playing style, from what I know about it, I think he would kind of want that. Yeah. That extra something. From the front of the amp. Additionally, like I said, I, I would never put the boost at the end of the chain, except I guess in the circumstance that he described, where he just wants it to be where it's in the effects loop. Well, where he wants it to be just a volume boost, which you oh, could definitely see, yeah. do in the effects loop. 
Um, he could also try it just as the last thing in his chain um, because it would, it, he, he could try it in both places just to see uh, whether he liked the saturation of putting it at the end of his pedal board and then into the preamp or whether he liked it after the preamp, which is going to be a cleaner boost, probably. It's, you know, kind of going right. to depend on the amp and the settings and stuff like that. But Right, so like my boost pedal is before... Before almost distortion. everything, right? Yeah. Like in yeah. this chain, if I was putting a boost in there, I would put it right after the volume pedal, but I would be using it to, you know, gain up the tone a little bit, not just change the volume. Right, so yeah, with mine before the distortion pedal, I'm getting volume and I'm like oversaturating the distortion pedal. Yeah. At the same time. So you get like crazy long sustain and controllable harmonic rich feedback and that kind of stuff. He could put some of these pedals in the loop and it might be cool. Um, I I still think he's just going to have to experiment with it and yeah. figure out what works in there and what doesn't. I'd be interested to see how this new X mod force works in there. I hope I'm saying that right. It's definitely not Nux, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like new X is probably a good way to say that. Yeah. It's N U X. So <laughs> that one, um, that one is probably got some effects that might be the type that end up sounding better in an effects loop. The thing about an effects loop is I think it works best for people who have at least partially rack mountable rigs. Sure. Maybe your amp is in a case that has a rack built into it, or you basically stack on top of your cabinet, you stack your amp and your rack with a couple of effects, maybe a power supply or whatever else you're bringing around a rack, your wireless. Um, that's going to be that, that, that's why an effects loop seems so complicated to somebody who just uses a pedal board because, Oh, I'm going to have to run four cables to and from my pedal board. Well, no, that's not how people usually use effects loops. They are just stacked. They're either built. The cables are built right into the case and the whole thing is in one big rack case, or there's just a quick swap of cables. When you open up your case, it's all stacked there on top of your cab. And then you run the single cable still out to your pedal board if you have one. Right. I think um, you can play around with this at home, um, but I think it's very likely that you're not going to need that effects loop to make the change that you're thinking about. I think putting everything yeah. in the order that you say, but still in front of the amp, is going to work out just fine. Um, the only thing that might be weird is um, that boost because if you really do want it to be a clean boost, then you may want to skip the preamp. Um, in which case, you know, you either, well, with that boost, it's got to be foot switchable. So that's not a rack mountable effect, but. Um, so, um, yeah, so he started this question with, you know, going from the radial tone bone distortion pedal to amp distortion, making that jump. Yeah. And that to me seems like kind of a separate uh, issue. Right. Yeah. Than the effects loop, and I I don't know. I mean, unless he's uh, unless his amp distortion is radically changing the sound of his pedal board, and he's not into that, which mm -hmm. I can't imagine it it would, because it would kind of just still be handled the same way, right? I mean, kind of. Although you know, you know, because like if you're using, so so if you've got a delay last in line, um, and then you run that pedal board into a a two channel amp. amp. And you're using the drive channel, right? That's like that's not going to sound how you want it to sound. 
So there's no guess Possibly. how I wanted to sound, um, but 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 people do use them that way. You know, people know, with multi-channel yeah. amps do put delays in front of them, and everything's fine. That would be that might be another reason to use the effects loop. But um, the the question about amp distortion versus pedal distortion is really just about which you like the sound of better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, high gain, like super high gain sounds, th- those are dominated by amp distortion. I think there's right. there's a very small number of pedals that can get a really great super high gain tone and there's probably a lot more amps whereas you know getting a more medium rock or just a crunchy tone or something there's a lot of pedals that can do that and you might just be driving the clean channel of your regular amp a little bit more and so on yeah i was just gonna say like a lot of those tube screamer style pedals or or low gain pedals are they're adding color but they're also just pushing the amp at the same time which kind of gets you to your medium gain place and I think the reason that works so well too is um, the multiple stages of clipping, because you have a little distortion or a boost pedal that's clipping a little bit. You push into the preamp that's clipping a little bit, and then into the power amp that's clipping a little bit. And so you've got those three different stages, and that gives it some complexity. Um, right. Yeah. And like power amp distortion is going to be different than preamp distortion is going to be different from solid state distortion, and they're right. each going to have a different harmonic character. Some of them are going to be mostly even harmonics or mostly odd harmonics, and some are going to be a mix of both. And um, it's those layered stages, you know, cascading gain stages, basically, that can give you a complex uh, harmonic distortion that will get you to higher gains without it just being totally... You know, I mean, if you crank a fuzz all the way out so it's just totally saturated and will sustain forever, you also lose your note definition. Right. And so yeah. that's that's why when you're using a really high gain sound, but you want it to sound like a screaming metal guitar tone, it's it's got to be amp distortion or one of the few pedals that can actually do that, probably because that pedal is using cascading gain stages, mm-hmm. each one clipping a little bit after the previous one. Right. So that's the real reason I think to need an amp distortion is because you're not getting complex enough harmonics at the gain that you're trying to play at out of your current solution. Right. If I can get technical on you for a second. uh, I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Abe, I don't think is playing uh, this insane high gain stuff. Right. You know, he's... He's got a, a good rock tone and it's it's loud and it's yeah it's and his amp might be great at that loud rock tone too. Like he doesn't yeah. you don't have to play high gain just because you're going into your amp. I didn't mean to say that. Oh right, right. No, no, that's not what I'm saying either. I just think it's gonna come down to if like does he like he mentioned like to use the amp distortion for quote better tone. I don't know if that means the amp distortion does sound better to him. If, or it, does, if it does, then my comment uh, is know. what took you so long? <laughs> But it doesn't so, necessarily. I mean, if, I mean, if the end game is using amp distortion, but you, for example, don't like how the repeats on your delay are working with that, mm-hmm. then that can go in an effects loop. But then, you know, if if you're pretty okay with your rig right now and the simplicity is really important to you, yeah. I would leave it on a board. Try out your delay on the board, even into amp distortion, because a lot of people use it that way, and I don't think it's going to come out quite as gnarly as you think because if you're putting your distortion pedal i'm just saying i'm not saying it's going to be ridiculous it's just going to be a different character of your delay 
Well, I, I guess, but um, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's more subtle than it sounds like you're thinking. And okay. I can't see inside your head, but yeah. I'm calling you out anyway. Well, I'm just thinking like <laughs> signal path. You know, it, it's you are, in my case, distortion pedal, then delay. The repeats are, you know, what has gone into it from the distortion pedal rather than my distortion pedal picking up repeats. Yeah. Okay. You know so the, I mean? the real difference is going to be as your repeats decay. So by the time it gets to the second and third repeat, they're significantly quieter. If your distortion yeah. is happening after the pedal, those repeats aren't going to be as distorted. So if you have a delay sound where there's five or six repeats and you're not, if you're not playing over them, especially, then those are going to start to sound cleaner and cleaner. Mm -hmm. If you're distorted going into the pedal, then they get quieter, but stay the same tone. So that's really the difference. Yeah. And I think most of the time when you're playing over a delay, you're only really hearing the first, maybe second repeat. Right. Yeah. Cause if you add too many, it's a total it's a mess anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why I think it doesn't turn out to be quite as much of a difference. And for the sake of, like you say, hauling around, you know, all these cables and the extra complication of setting up more things to do wrong or break mm -hmm. at a gig, um, it might not be that big a deal. Yeah. So, and you know, I had a note in our, our little show notes doc here that, uh, before Abe had sent this in, I was thinking maybe we should talk about gigs and how to kind of gig proof yourself, mm -hmm. uh, and, and just what to expect do's and don'ts, that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, rig simplicity is huge there. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Abe plays a lot of shows. He knows what goes wrong. Something, yeah, he, he's experienced something going wrong before, surely. Right. And it's like, how much do you want to troubleshoot? Yeah. I guess. And yeah, you know, you're, it's only two extra cables, I guess, but, but that's, if, if it's, it's a hundred percent more complicated than where you were yeah. with just a board, and two extra cables, but you, you don't need the right number of cables. You need extra cables because if you have exactly right. the number you need, you don't have enough for when something <laughs> goes wrong. So if you've got four, you know, what if three of them break could happen, which will happen. Yeah. yeah. What if, uh, what if you're in a giant hurry and the band that played before your band are dicks and they didn't get their stuff off the stage in time and you started setting up your stuff and some guy ran over your cables right over the tip of your cables and you had just plopped them out of your pedal board or your gig bag or whatever. And so three of them were sitting right there and he ran right over the tip and bent all three cables and that's it. Now you can't even come out of your pedal board unless you have spares in one move. or ask or ask that guy to borrow some <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you owe me cables you give me, me those cables, now jerk i'm bringing these home <laughs> jike <laughs> so yeah i mean that's uh that's kind of what i think i'm i'm not convinced it's really worth it it might sound nice it might be worth dealing with in the studio mm -hmm. if that's really a, a tone you're chasing but i just got to keep it on a board yeah, my my uh, my feelings are the same, and I, I just think um, the the carbon amp distortion might be worth it, but it's that doesn't mean you have to use the effects loop. I don't think it's going to be as big a difference as you as you might imagine. Right. But check it out. I think there's impedance differences sometimes with effects loops too. You know, um, 
taking pedals out of your before the amp chain means you have a shorter run of cable before your amp, which means you might end up with a more sparkly high end by the time your signal gets to your amp. Mm-hmm. So if you took, if you, you know, if you cut your pedal board run in half, then there's a lot right. less electronics in between your guitar and the amp, putting them in the effects loop where the impedances are different. It's probably a cleaner thing. There's just a couple of short wires. It might brighten up your tone a little bit. It might be that uh, if you're used to playing with everything in front of your amp, it, it brightens up your tone. Suddenly it sounds harsh and thin. You may mm-hmm. have tailored your tone to to having that high-end loss, which that'll surprise you. <laughs> Yeah, I know I've done that to a degree. Yeah. So, anyway, TLDR, just try it out, man. <laughs> yeah, who cares what we think? <laughs> a couple of clowns putting themselves on the internet. Nobody asked us to do this. <laughs> I, I still really like the fact that we talked about doing this, like, months before you moved and knew you were moving away. And then we were, like, two weeks before you're leaving for the other, like, middle of the country. Yeah. <laughs> they're like hey you guys want to you want to like start this podcast yeah let's get this thing going <laughs> <laughs> is there a more complicated time we could do this because i don't know I, this might be too easy yeah <laughs> hey let's do something uh before we knock off today we're starting to run a little long but um nam's coming up and we're you know our next episode or two is probably going to be just full of uh the news out of nam so we're thinking that maybe just kind of a quick fire news hit the, you know, a little bit of each little bit of news that we hear coming out of NAMP. Whoa. So, sup, dog? My, my dog <laughs> just woke up and comes over. He, he licks my hand on the side of the chair, and I got this static shock that arced <laughs> through my right arm and into my left headphone. Oh, my God. Out of my ear. How are you even talking to me? It was so it was such a loud snap in my headphones. I'm surprised all my gear is still working. What the hell just happened? <laughs> okay. Your dog is a battery. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he thinks it's time for me to wrap it up. All right. So be sure to check out uh, tonecontrolshow.com and the show notes for more details on the Fender Pawn Shop Vaporizer. The Ernie Ball MVP Most Valuable Pedal. Earthquaker Devices Dispatch Master. The new Fender Selects for 2014 and the 60th Anniversary Models. The JHS Color Box. TC Electronic Ditto X2 Looper. And the shiny new TubeDepot.com website. And you can email us at ToneControlShow at gmail.com with any questions like Abe did. Once again, tonecontrolshow.com. You can find me on Twitter at JNTracks. You can find Derek at DL Heideman. And I don't know. Probably it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. We didn't say goodbye last time, and I feel really bad about it. I feel like we just like walked away. Yeah. Just continue. We took our conversation and <laughs> just left. Just walked off. We were like, who's this guy listening to us? See ya. we're done so I'll say it now okay good night internets good night (laughs) the world (laughs) 